You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So I'm super excited about this week's episode because this is totally my jam. And I get to talk to two people that I think are super cool people. uh, And I really respect what they do. So this week, we are going to talk about the top five reasons to have an infection control coordinator. What? We need to have an infection control coordinator? What's that all about? So to To learn all about why we really should do this and how to do it, I have brought on the most amazing guests, Michelle Strange and India Chance of Level Up Infection Prevention. Thank you for coming on, ladies. Thank you for having us. We are excited to be here. This is nice. Yes. (laughs) So before we launch into the top five, I want you guys to tell me a little bit about what you're doing. And, And I think it's really amazing because we all know that every office is supposed to have an infection control coordinator, right? However, normally that job, if it's even delegated, because I'd be willing to bet it's actually normally not even delegated, but if it's delegated, they usually just kind of be like, oh, and that's your job. And then there's nothing else that happens with that. Like you're left flailing in the wind and you have no idea what to do, right? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So what we decided to do, Michelle and I came together, we're both kind of, you know, heavily involved in infection control and compliance and stuff. And so we decided to come together and create some training because we realized that not every office had an infection control coordinator. And we looked at that role because we realized that that role actually affects every single stakeholder that's involved in a dental appointment. So that would be, you know, not just your patient, not just the clinician, but also the practice owner, you know, just all the way around, it affects everyone. And so um, when we started to kind of dive into that, we realized just how much, um, you know, this type of training was needed because we would, you know, we were getting questions. We, we, we too have a podcast and, and um, we would be online as well. And we would just would get questions from a lot of people who we're like, well, how do we do this? And how do we do that? And, you know, I do this, but so-and-so does this. So no, there was no clear role. Nobody in the practice really had, um, what I guess, was in charge of or managing the whole program. And so Michelle and I thought, you know what, this is a need and we have a solution and we want to, f- you know, fill that need. And so that's how we came up with Level Up Infection Prevention. So. I love it. And so will it it'll be a course or it is a course that people can sign up for and and how does that work? So it'll be um three different uh opportunities to uh really kind of engage uh, or have your infection control co- infection control coordinator engage with our community. And that's really what we're trying to create is this community of people that under that are willing to learn and can help create these safe dental appointments. And so we do have a one-off, um, like one hour where you can get a CE credit. Maybe it's just like uh, jumps, st- we call it the jump start, and it's 10 tips to um, kind of uh, elevate that role of the infection control coordinator. 
And then we'll have another one where you can come and enjoy what we call uh, Beyond the Basics. And that's not out just yet. We're working on it. So stay tuned. Join our email list so that you can get all the notifications. But that is really going to be how to's because we understand like we are busy and we don't need to be told again how important infection control. We just need to do it, right? So how do we do this? And so we have these how-tos, we have some downloads, we have things to help support that role of the infection control coordinator. And not just the role, not just the person, but the practice, because we know that that person might leave. They might go to another practice. And we don't want that practice to be without the um, standard operating procedures so that another person can just step into that role. Because we don't want, we don't want a, a, a moment where there's like a lag in infection prevention, right? So we want consistency. And so that's kind of what we're hoping to create. And then after that, we will have a membership where every month um, you will have access to a Facebook page, uh, a private fa- page where we'll have like a vetted list of products that we like. And also um, you monthly uh monthly, what are we like little gatherings where you can come on, we can ask questions, we could talk about it. Amanda, you can be like, this happened, or I'm having a trouble with this one person washing their hands. And like, maybe we can brainstorm together. It's kind of like a little group uh, infection control think tank almost. And we can really support each other and truly uh, create safe dental visits by um, elevating the role of the infection control coordinator. Oh my gosh, I'm picturing this group where when you ask a question, you actually get the right answer. Oh, imagine as that. Opposed to, <laughs> as opposed right. to these Facebook groups where you ask a right. question and you read the answer and you go, oh my goodness, that exactly. is so the wrong answer. That exactly. is not how you do it. This <laughs> yeah. is an infection control nightmare. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, Michelle was just sharing um, on another um, uh podcast we were doing where someone went to Facebook. They just, they didn't even go to an infection control group. It wasn't like specific. They just went to Facebook. They asked this question and it was like, she didn't know what to do. She got stuck and, with sharps. Yeah. And, didn't know and she do. didn't know what to do. And it hurt my heart because I'm like, the fact that you have to go to Facebook to find out what to do, clear that's a red flag right there because that lets me know that your practice doesn't have the protocols in place the exposure plan in place that's mandatory and um, required by law by OSHA and so I'm a compliance consultant as well so I go into offices and that's what I do I help them create these protocols and programs so that you don't have team members going to Facebook asking what do I do you know and so um, it is just so important that um, there's this type of, you know, kind of training out there so that people can get properly trained. Because like what Michelle was just saying, so many offices will have one person in charge, they leave, and then it's like, okay, they have to start all over again. And then or they don't know who did what. Uh, Many times I've walked in offices and the practice owner doesn't even know like, who did what, who was in charge of what. I don't know when the last time we... right. (laughs) I we don't have know to the test last our time water lines? tested the what? water lines, right? I don't even know. Uh, you know, so and so did that when she was here, but she's not here, and so then they have to start all over mm-hmm. again, and that's time and money, yes. you know. So, so um, you know, our program allows practice owners to save time and money, and regardless of staff turnover or not even staff turnover, you know, I just got a client who, where the dental assistant who was the ICC now became the office manager. 
And so she's no longer in charge. You know, she's not the ICC. And so they are, you know, they're going to be involved with, they're going to participate in Level Up because they want to have that consistency so that when, you know, there's a staff change, Mm -hmm. they're not starting all over again. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, well, let's let's launch into the top five. So what are the top five reasons to have an infection control coordinator? Well, I would say one of the first ones and very important one is to avoid a doctor down day. So this is actually a term that I did not make up. I heard it from a rep uh, that was on a podcast somewhere else. And I was like, oh my gosh, doctor down day makes so much sense. So the infection control coordinator oversees equipment maintenance and like so that you can avoid these situations because if you don't have good maintenance of your autoclave, of your ultrasonic, of your suction lines, of your water lines, these cause infection control breaches. But secondly, if they fail, you can't see patients. If your suction's not working, how are you going to get those aerosols in the spatter and spray out? If your like, <laughs> exactly. uh, ultrasonic isn't actually jiggling the instruments, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen that, or your autoclave is failing, like you cannot sterilize your instruments. So an infection control coordinator would help create a maintenance plan that would first prevent infection control breaches, but also make sure the equipment stays up and running, that you get the most out of that equipment, that it lasts as long as it possibly can because you spent a ton of money on it. And so now we can avoid doctor down days because we have good maintenance of our equipment. My uh, current clinical office, I I came in and I was asking, you know, the different protocols and and I was like, okay, well, how about our suction lines? And they're like, well, I, I think we do it like once a week. And I'm like, okay, all right. So we're going to start a new protocol. And so I got the, yeah. the clean stream mm-hmm. by Monarch, yeah. Yeah. you know, and their awesome dispenser. The bucket. And okay, so yeah, so you're not using the bucket, right? So you don't have the, do we slurp it or do we right. suck I've it, all right? So you put much. the bucket yep. on so much. exactly. And our traps in a week were clogged. Because they were grabbing all the crap out of the suction lines. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, that's super important because, you Mm -hmm. know, Dr. Down Day, if you have no suction, the day is over. Mm Exactly. Exactly. Well, what's number two? So number two is reducing expenses. So when, you know, you have an ICC, that person helps to organize the workflows and standard operating procedures, which can reduce, you know, the expenses and save time over a period. So for instance, like what Michelle was saying, as far as um, maintenance. So when you have that organized and you have that um, scheduled out and you are maintaining that equipment, um, you increase the longevity of that expensive equipment, right? Um, When you have a standardized operating procedure with how you're going to deal with um, disinfecting your dental chair, right? Um, There's a way that you need to do it according to the manufacturer instructions so that you are preserving the upholstery and things like that because it can be expensive for a doctor to reupholster a dental chair. Um, Same with, you know, the plastic and things like that. So there are certain things that you want to have organized, you want to have scheduled so that you can increase the longevity of your equipment. You're not replacing that expensive equipment over time, things aren't breaking down. Um, Not to mention organizing your workflow as far as um, your supplies, you know, Um, how many supplies are you using? Are you using them properly? Are you just going into drawers with gloved hands and just grabbing, you know, two by twos or grabbing your air water syringe, you know, 
with gloved hands and now you've contaminated everything. So you have to toss everything. And so, um, you know, a properly trained ICC basically streamlines all of these protocols. It helps to reduce overall expenses. It also increases um, time time management, right? The efficiency of time management for the whole entire team. And that person really takes the time to uh, educate the team and say, okay, these are our protocols. This is what we're doing. There's continuity in that. And so when you start getting in to those workflows, you do reduce time. Um, I'm sorry, you do reduce uh, your expenses. You save time as well. And uh, you also prevent those, you know, small little infection control breaches that happen on a daily basis. They're not always newsworthy, but a lot of times they happen. And so that's, you know, that's a way for you to uh, reduce all of that. Absolutely. And then, and then you actually know these things are getting done as opposed exactly. to just assuming everybody's running their section every day or something. Exactly. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Michelle, what's number three? It is escaping temping disasters. I've been in those. Right. Um, I, so <laughs> I when you talked have. about, I know, I, all three of us have temped in an office. And so, from a temp's perspective, I'm going to talk like for first about that. When I walk into an office and no one, no one's a willing or has the time to help me, where do I find the wipes? Is this a spray? Can you tell me the contact time? How long is it? A five minute kill time for this disinfection, or is this a one minute? Um, where are the utility gloves? Um, it, do you have a pre soak uh, for my instruments? As how do I carry them? to the operatory? Um, am I the, in charge of like going through the workflow? Because sometimes there's a person that's kind of like designated for the sterilization area. All of these things can be written out in your standard operating procedures and you maybe just hand it over to them or maybe even email it to them prior to them coming into your practice. And I'll even take it another step farther. Uh, what about creating a video? So they know what your operatory looks like. They know where everything is. They know where to find more suction tips and gauze. But most importantly, we are all on the same page about how we clean disinfect and sterilize this place. Where's the sharps container? Where do I find these things? Then we prevent not only infection control, like, or let's say injuries, percutaneous injuries, because they don't know how to do the sharps or wherever, it, whatever it can be, right? But also, um, we prevent these infection control breaches that, I mean, like India just said, some of these breaches are not egregious. They're not so horrible that people are leaving with a communicable disease. But like when when people aren't wiping rooms down twice because the last office had a one-step one, and now they come in here with that same, what we would call legacy errors, you know, they're bringing in that information from another office, um, we can stop that, you know? So having it written out, and it will just be so helpful when your team is busy and you do have somebody that's a temp. And uh, let's be honest from like the point of view of the person in the office where the temp is coming in, you do have to step up and help them. And that puts a little bit of a burden on you and your work day. You're grateful they're there. You want your friend, your your colleague to have a day off or, you know, don't come sick. But can we make this easier for that whole temp? you know, experience and um, prevent some disasters by having standard operating procedures that the infection control coordinator can create. And not only that, not only does it help the temp and help the team, but it makes the temp look like they know what they're doing. There's nothing oh, in front worse of the patient. Like, 
in yes. front of the patient. I walk in and I like look like an idiot. And I often say to patients, like, like if I um, were God, I, I'm totally experienced. I, <laughs> I just don't quite know how this works. Like, you know, here, like, I don't know how to use this yeah. chair. I'll, I'll figure exactly. it out. But I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you're really yeah. setting that experience yeah. up for success that the patients are like, oh, okay, I'm comfortable. Like, not like, whoa, get me out of here. Exactly. I want my normal girl. Where is she? Exactly. You know, it also gives the um, office an idea of where the temp is with their experience level, because that's really important, mm, too. Because if you, is this a new grad? Is this somebody who's only been, you know, a hygienist maybe a year or two? Because we all know we're seasoned enough. You need a couple of years to get like comfortable and in your groove when you're out of school, right? And so, uh, or is this someone who only temps like once a year? And so there's, you know, maybe they're a little rusty or something like that. And so it really gives you an idea. I mean, uh, there was one office I walked into and um, the temp did not know how to remove the uh, tip off the piezo that was connected to the dental unit. Tell and she they, broke it off. Oh, I was like, tell she me she didn't it leave off. it there. But breaking no, it off. She uh, broke it off. Dr. Down Day. Right. She broke it off and it cost $5,000 for the dentist. And so it was really a crazy situation. However, it was a doctor. It was a hygienist down day mm -hmm. because this was their only hygiene operatory. They couldn't use the piezo. They could. It was just it was really bad. It was a mm -hmm. mess. And so, um, you know, like what Michelle said, having that video, um, you know, having how nice would it be as a temp for you to walk in and either receive a laminated, you know, kind of protocol. Doesn't have to be long and drawn out five pages. It could be a one pager, mm -hmm. you know, just with some bullet points. Mm -hmm. Or how would you like if you got a video, like, you know, an email oh the gosh. night before to say, hey, welcome. We're super excited to have you and check out this, you know, five minute video. This is kind of how this is the office. And this is how we reprocess the opportunity. You know, these are our protocols. I mean, can you imagine how much smoother the day is going to be? Well, and can you imagine how much there? easier that office, how much an easier time they'd have getting temps? Because the word would right. get out and be like, oh my gosh, they treat their temps like yeah. gold, mm -hmm. as opposed yeah. to treating your temp like a wicked stepchild yes. in the way. <laughs> yeah. And just showing them like, basically, okay, here's the gauze. Here's where you get more gloves. Here's where you get wipes, you know, something like that. Here's our sterilization Huge. area. Big, big deal. Big deal there. All right. Well, what's number four? So number four is maintain a strong infection control program. So a properly trained uh, infection control coordinator can create and actually manage this program. That is their role. They are there to manage it so that it's sustainable, regardless of, you know, if there's staff turnover. And so uh, what we mean by that is um, as the ICC, you're not necessarily going to do every single duty. Um, but you're going to manage it. So you'll be able to delegate to other team members so that it actually becomes a team effort, right, to maintain the strength of the infection control program. And you'll also be able to go to that person and, and hold people accountable. So if you've delegated and, and you realize that things aren't getting done, you know exactly who you need to go to to have, you know, a little coaching session and just kind of you know, um, discuss with them anything that they might need. What can I do to help you? Things like that. If you find that maybe that's not the right person to have handling that particular task, that's an opportunity for you to find someone else and offer that to them. And, you know, um, new hires, when you get a new hire, it's going to be easier for you if you have a strong program to make sure that they get trained properly 
so that they don't do what Michelle said as far as those legacy errors. They're not bringing in these crazy protocols that they did. Well, that's what we did in our other office. You know what I mean? And so, and then the breaches continue and continue. This way you'll say, okay, well, that's great. Here's how we do it in this office. And, and you have it all laid out. You have it all printed out. It's written out. And then maybe you have videos. I don't know how you would like to do that with your new hire. But um, those are just some things that you can do to kind of maintain a strong infection control program. Um, I think and it, it also helps keep the peace. It turns it from being an argument yes. into more like, mm-hmm. well, let's go back to the book Such and let's look at our procedures as opposed to right. you aren't doing it. Right. You know, and right. it, like you said, I love the word use coaching as opposed yeah. to scolding. We're coaching right. and we're all in right. this together. We have a common goal. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. We're not, it transitions the ICC from a sheriff to a coach. I and love so it. that's a different uh, dynamic. And you're right. It will yes. definitely av- help you to avoid a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. arguments. For sure. Well, what's number five? So number five is this, an infection control coordinator and a good infection control program can really help differentiate your practice from other practices and help you get new patients. And this is more from like a marketing perspective, right? So thinking about highlighting your infection control coordinator, like, look, this is Amanda. Amanda is our amazing RDH, but also she's our infection control coordinator. And this is what she does because your safety while in this practice is super important. Yeah, you could even say, oh my gosh, look at the class that Amanda just took to Mm -hmm. help our office be, you know, that much more efficient and safe. Or when you test your water lines, uh, Mm -hmm. I know that if you do it through ProEdge, they'll send you a cool email that shows you that you passed your water lines. Put that on your social media. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, now with, you know, we're we're coming into like the post- kind of post-COVID, we're still, you know, in the pandemic and everything, but we're getting further and further away from the reopening. But patients still have, you know, concerns and they still have fears with coming to the dentist. Um, You have people who, regardless of COVID or not, they have certain anxieties and stuff. They want things sanitary. They want, you know, to see that you're doing proper protocols. And because of COVID, things were all over the news about what we're supposed to be doing as dental professionals in dental offices. And so this can really calm a lot of those fears and anxieties. Um, you know, it really reassures the patient that, hey, you know, they really take this seriously. They care about their patients, you know. And so a lot of times, um, you know, using that type of thing in your marketing can really um, elevate you and like Michelle said, differentiate you from the rest and um, encourage, you know, your current patients to refer others exactly. and you get new patients. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, and, you know, and all of this co- costs time and money. And so mm-hmm. you might as well highlight use it, it to your marketing advantage. Highlight it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really... You know, I my very first job in dentistry was in an ortho practice and the ortho practice for our new patient consults, like the um, the coordinator would walk the new patient through the office. Like here is where we, you know, do this. Here is our x-ray machines. Here's where we do impressions. You know, they'd walk them all through it and they would just breeze past the um, a sterilization area because it's, you know, it's uh, like, I don't know, like it's like breezing past the kitchen or something at a restaurant. but. That is super important. That is where we make sure that you have the safest dental visit 
possible. And we have new, even if your equipment's not new, is your space organized? Is there a flow? Like point these things out and like, let's start educating our patients because I tell you right now, hospitals are. Hospitals have signs everywhere. Me, I had a lovely little hospital stay, you know, back in 2019. And guess who called me? The hospital afterwards and gave me a survey and asked how everything went. And this is a trend now. And patients are going to start asking questions. They're going to start, you know, paying attention to like your hand washing. (laughs) Are you washing your hands? Are you doing hand hygiene? Um, If you do something new, like, hey, we are, um, we have a new policy in our practice where you're going to stay out in your car. Just tell them that. Do a newsletter. Do an email list. Um, call Like when you call them, ask, do you want me to text you our new things? And do a video of that. Put it on your social media. There's just so many opportunities that you can engage with your patient that doesn't feel like you're selling them uh, your procedures and all the things that you right. do. And it makes them feel safer and it makes them feel a little bit more loyal to your practice because you are making sure they're having safe dental visits every single time. Oh, that's huge. Safe dental visit. That's what we want out of all this. Well, let's review our top five. So the top five reasons to have an infection control coordinator are number one, avoid a doctor down day. Number two, reduce expenses. Number three, escape temping disasters. Number four, maintain a strong infection control program. And number five, differentiate yourself and get new patients. People will talk about you. Well, Michelle and India, thank you so much for coming on today. If people want to find out more about Level Up Infection Prevention or how they can get their ICC trained, how can they reach out to you guys? Well, they can definitely Uh, find us. Oh, sorry, India. (laughs) No, you're fine. Go ahead. They can definitely find us at levelupip.com. And also follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And on Instagram, we're really trying to make that a wonderful resource um, so that we can give you some tips and tricks um, along the way. And yeah, so levelupip.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And um, everybody, I hope that you really look hard at your infection control coordinator and realize that you need to invest in this person uh, so that you guys can get it right and have a safe dental visit for everybody. Well, everyone, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 